Son of God, He is near. He chose to walk with us. These tribal trails, tribal trails. Welcome to Tribal Trails. We're so glad you joined us today. We are in Abbotsford and at the Christian Heights Church. And our guest is Rusha Klassen, and she is going to share a little bit about her ministry. So, Rusha, you do traveling ministry, yes. and I'd like to hear a little bit about that. Yes, yeah, so, um, well, you know, God did yeah. say, go to the nations and share his truth. And so um, I have itchy feet, my mom used to say, and I think I get it from my father because he loved to travel too. And so, um, but traveling and com combining travel with, um, you know, sharing God's truth and, and coming alongside and offering encouragement is wonderful. That is my, my heartbeat. How long have you been doing that? Traveling? Mm -hmm. Oh, so when we first started our ministry with Athletes in Action, we were in, oh, El Salvador, Guatemala. We've been oh. all over sharing the Jesus film. When you say we, that my that's husband you, and I. your yes, husband and I. Yes, my husband okay. and I. And then we have done a family missions trip to Mexico. And then we have um, been to um, Germany. We've been to quite a few places together uh, with the intention of being able to be ministers for Jesus and share... Um, God's truth and love and serve in whatever capacity was needed. So yeah, it's been pretty amazing. And then um, we've done some basketball tours. My husband has done been to the Cameroon in different places, but I also went to well, Bulgaria on a basketball tour years ago with our, one of our daughters. And then very recently, we took a volleyball team to uh, Mauritius in Africa. So how does God fit into all this traveling? Well, God is amazing because I think what God does is he, he longs for us to be obedient to him and go where he calls. And we often think, well, we're going to help somebody else. And we don't realize how much he's going to do inside of us as we travel. And so, um, you know, there's tiring um, plane travel. like, And so I think in each experience for me, is God, it's saying, God, what do you want me to bring into this scenario for you? And who am I going to be sitting beside that I could encourage? Or, And so I often like to ask, what's your faith story after I get to know someone? Yes. And then as I ask that question, I'm always surprised at how yeah. people often have some sort of a story, even if it's Long ago, a grandmother prayed for them, or they were part of a church once, or they have a vibrant story right now. But asking, um, what's your faith story, opens the door for conversations so people can, um, you know, step in and then I can share my yeah. faith story. And then so I share how, um, you know, Jesus saved me and how God is my everything. And so when we're traveling, I'm trying to bring an opportunity for sharing truth and also praying for people if there's a chance. And so we took this team over to Mauritius so that they could play some volleyball. Mauritius, Africa. Mauritius, Africa. So they could play some volleyball. They could run some sports camps. They could um, have opportunity to be with other athletes and encourage them in their faith and let them know that... So this is a Christian team we're yes, talking about. Yes, a Christian about. team. Yes, oh, okay. they came from a few... Um, one was from a Christian college. Others were just from universities in the country that had Christian players on the teams, oh, okay. gathered together, and then they went as one team and then served in this capacity. Oh, okay. 
Yeah, so it was it was an opportunity for them to do something they love, which is play the sport, but then also to speak afterward about how their identity doesn't come from their sport. Their identity comes from who God is and how he views them and sees them, and it frees them up to play their sport more fully because they're not a, uh, not afraid of being rejected if they play poorly yeah. or um be feeling so successful if they're very successful on the court instead they can actually go no i am i am who i am because of who god says i am and i'll bring that onto the court and then that will allow me to play in a manner that is um free of judgment free of because we all struggle with thoughts in our minds right of you know how good am i or what did i do just now and did i do the right thing or say the right thing so Yeah, knowing the biblical truths and putting those into practice as they play their sport is something they encourage and teach at some of these clinics. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, how did God how did God meet your needs in this trip? How did you see God work personally in this trip? Yeah. Yeah, so I I think it's fabulous and and fascinating how God works in so many ways that he surprises us from sitting on a plane and having a conversation with somebody who needed encouragement and being able to um pray yeah. for them to being in different capacities and different um in the homeless section of a city and being able to come alongside and pray to being asked to speak at a church and being able to bring some encouragement from afar you know with covid things have been closed so much that just even our presence being able to employ bus drivers or other people that came alongside and then being able to pray for them and encourage them. We also saw God provide for us in equipping us with strength yeah. when we needed it, when we were so tired yeah. at the end of games where um we just needed more and God would give us a little extra <laughs> and we would make it through the day. Yeah. We saw God encourage us as we encouraged others and after one of the games that we played, we had some of the women say there's something different about your team. and we see it in their eyes and we're like in their eyes and they're like tell us more what do you see and well we see joy and we see love and we we see something in them that is just different and um oh it makes me emotional yeah. and we were able to share well that's our god yeah. like <laughs> we serve this amazing god and yeah. he fills us with his love yeah. and the love he fills us with we're able to pour out and yeah. we we come all this way because we want you to know that you are loved and yeah and we're praying for you yeah and and the prayers of the people sustain us on the ground and then we leave these games and now we have names of people we are praying for and we are we care about and we um yeah we have a name to a face and for many of us we had never traveled that far so we um we didn't know what we would encounter and i think god also provides in that is that he 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 opens your eyes to see all he's created and he's opened your eyes to see the people he's created and then he fills you with the love to be able to share it and i think um you can't always experience that in your your normal environment yeah there's something about being out of your comfort zone and being in locations that stretch you where you actually really need your god and you need his encouragement and you need his word to remind you we also spent um time on that trip um 
each girl on the trip led a devotional time and shared some of their heartbeat and what God was teaching them. So in that way, they're we, growing. Yes, they yeah. grew and we grew to understand them. Yeah. And um, we watched them take steps of faith from baptism to being able to share their faith in the first time ever. Yeah. And um, walking into situations that were maybe seemed risky or unsure. But yeah, yeah. God gives the strength when, when you're willing to step out with him and for him. He gives the strength to see those things through. Some other examples of on that journey are just, um, yeah, being able to pray for one another and understand the armor of God. In Ephesians 6, it talks about going into a, a spiritual battle. And I think anytime you do something for the Lord that um, may make the enemy mad, the spiritual enemy mad, uh, we know what the armor of God is and how to put it on. Yes. So that is so important. That is so important. Yes, I think we we decided that we had to get dressed every day. 
And um, we need to get dressed not in just with the the spiritual truths that God gives us, but we need to get... um, we need to get our armor on so that we could stand up because there were difficult situations yeah, and um, unknown situations. And you're out of your comfort. Yes, totally out of your comfort zone. zone. And you don't have the things that you typically would have. And even the people like, um, yeah, you don't have the assurity of your family with you. You're on your own. Ephesians 6 starts in verse 10, the armor of God. And so um, we would get dressed every day in our vehicle and pray this over, uh, read it out loud, and then we would pray about this with each other. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil evil in the heavenly realms. So we know there's a spiritual battle going on, and many of us have experienced it, or we've seen it. And so, but God gave us something to prepare ourselves for it. Therefore, put on the full armor of God, so when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground, and after you have done everything to stand, stand firm then, with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place, and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith, with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, and pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the saints. So yeah, we took this very, very practically and with a seriousness. Put on that helmet of salvation. Get on those feet, those shoes with the readiness of peace. Put on that breastplate so you are protected. Get that shield up. When those arrows are coming, we will not believe those lies the enemy tries to throw at us. And Yeah, I'd like us to dissect that as you go. Yes. Because as you read, someone who's not familiar with those terminologies like breastplate of righteousness, what does that mean? Yes. So let's go through each one. Just in short sentences, say exactly what is it? What is the helmet of salvation? Yes, I absolutely can. So this is Ephesians um, chapter 6. I'll start um, at verse 13. Put on the full armor of God so you may, that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. And after you have done everything to stand. So stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist. So when when we think about getting dressed, and being ready for the day. You know, we're going to gird ourselves or put around us the things we need, which is the belt of truth. That's the Word of God. So putting the Word of God, we need, to, we need to know it. We need to be ready with it. So when the battle comes, we can actually pull that out and stand upon it, the belt of truth. So um, after the belt of truth, we want to put the breastplate of righteousness in place. So the, the breastplate would have covered and protected the heart and protected the, the chest, the, the body. And so it protects and makes us know that we are righteous because of what God has done for us. And we can know that because our heart has been um, renewed, redeemed and saved because of what Jesus has done. So the breastplate protects the heart and the truth 
and doing right. And doing right, doing standing on the righteousness. righteousness. Yes. yes, that's we've been made right with God by Jesus to do the right thing as we live out life by the power of the Spirit. So we have the breastplate on and then we put our feet our feet are fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. So as we put our shoes on, realizing the gospel was to bring peace. It was to reconcile man to the Father, to God. And also as we walk into situations, we are to be reconcilers. And so we are to bring the gospel of peace to help make things right in um, relationships. Offer forgiveness, extend forgiveness, grant that in um, situations. In addition, we are to take up the shield of faith which can extinguish the flaming arrows of the evil one. And so I often think of this as, you know, sometimes somebody will say something to you like, oh my goodness, you're so beautiful or you're so loved. And as soon as you hear that response, right away there's a negative thought coming in your mind from the enemy, from the evil one. We take up our shield of faith and we say, wait a minute, that dart, that arrow from the enemy cannot touch me and affect me because I know who I belong to and I have faith that the word of God is true and I stand on that and so I protect myself with that faith trusting and believing that everything God said about me and has done for me is actually true that take the helmet of salvation which protects the mind, which reminds us again that we have been saved by grace, that we belong to um, God because of what Jesus has done for us. And so we need to renew our minds with that and um, yeah, put that on and protect your thoughts and protect the way that you engage yeah. with others and with in life. Then the sword of the spirit which is the Word of God. So when the Word of God is hidden in our minds and in our hearts, we can pick that up quickly and cut through those lies or stop them and they have no effect and no power because the Word of God tells us the truth about who we are. And the Spirit of God reminds us, it tells us that the Spirit of God is like our counselor, our teacher, reminds us of the things that have been spoken here. And then the last one, which some people forget, is praying is praying um, always, continually. And what happened on our trip is we started realizing that without the armor of God, we were left um, unprotected. And so then people would feel that they were being attacked in their mind. And then we would say, don't forget, put that helmet of salvation on. Or they would feel that they couldn't walk in with forgiveness and with that readiness of peace from the gospel of peace with their shoes. So what did they need to do? They needed to make things right and to get dressed. And now we send, we are no longer traveling together. We're all back in Canada, but we send a little email or a little note, text saying, don't forget to get dressed this morning. And by that we mean get dressed with the armor of God. Because the battle isn't against each other. It's against the spiritual realm and what he'd love to destroy. It says he's come to kill, steal, and destroy. But Jesus came to give us the abundant life, the abundant life. And we can live that abundant life with all that the Lord has given to us. Jerusalem, those, those um, spiritual battles are real. Yes. And the darkness, it's very real. Yes. And some people are going through those dark days and dark tunnels mm -hmm. of fear and, and maybe even disbelief. Mm -hmm. Can you pray with people or mm -hmm. just have a word with them if they're, when they're going through that very dark time of mm -hmm. spiritual battle, that God is with them, that he will help them? Yes. 
Yes, if your journey is, is filled today with fear or struggles or unbelief or I'm not even sure what you're experiencing right now, but um, I want you to say to you the battle is real. And I want to encourage you that God is the one you need in this battle. You need the power of God in your life. And that begins by accepting Jesus as your Savior, being right with God, being filled with the Spirit, and then letting Him, through faith and trust, being able to actually say, Help me, God. And as you ask God to help you, He will respond. And, you know, in, in the days when it feels like, where are you, God? Call on someone that you know can help you, can bring the hope to you. It says that we serve a God of hope in Romans fifteen thirteen, And the God of hope wants to fill you with His joy and His peace. And sometimes we need someone to walk alongside us to help us understand how to unpack that to get our our thoughts right, to be able to know what the truth says, and to be able to um, live in victory. But victory is possible because of what God has done. He is the overcomer. He is victorious beyond all that the enemy tries to say and above all darkness. And he brings light into situations. You know, sometimes I've talked with people who are in darkness and they're afraid to speak about it. But when you bring the the darkness out through telling your story, it brings light to the situation and the darkness no longer has control over you. And we go through um, a series of maybe statements of renouncing the lies that the enemy tries to speak to you and then claiming God's truth about that situation. So one might be for me, I renounce the lie that I'm unloved. And I claim the truth that God's word tells me that God is love and that Jesus gave his life for me because he loves me. So I claim the truth that I am loved. I may feel like I, I can't do anything with my life. There's no purpose. That's a lie from the enemy. And I claim the truth. I am God's workmanship. He designed me and he has good works for me to do. And so I claim that truth. And, and the more I remind myself of those truths, the more I find I'm able to stand and stand firm. And the fear goes away. The lies don't have any control or power over me anymore. And I am able to really be able to put on the armor of God and stand firm and true and see the blessings and things that God longed for me. I just want to pray for you if that's your situation right now. You feel like you're in darkness and you feel like you're overwhelmed by things. Our powerful God loves you and he longs for you to cry out to him with your needs. I want to just do that for you right now. God, I lift up all those that are listening that may be experiencing fear, may be experiencing overwhelming situations, may fear the darkness that they've experienced. And I ask you, God, that you would minister to their hearts, that you would draw them close to you, that where fear exists, you would replace it with trust, trust in you. Where darkness reigns, that God, your glorious light would shine and bring them freedom and healing. And that they would understand they can bring the darkness to you and that you will remove it from them and replace it with your incredible light. God, where people feel overwhelmed, 
I pray, God, that they would call out to you and you would fill them with your mercy, your grace, your love, and you would sustain them. I pray you would bring people into their lives that they can call on, that can help them on their journey, that they would be able to express what they're feeling and know they are not alone, that they are never alone, that if God, if you are invited into their journey through Jesus, that you will never leave them nor forsake them, that you are there and you are present. Pray, God, you would give them the courage they need to call on you and to walk with you. In Jesus' name, amen. There's probably a number on the screen that you could call and get some help and some encouragement from. I, I encourage you today, do that. We all need people. We need each other. We need to walk together. How great the chasm that lay between us How high the mountain I could not climb In desperation I turned to heaven and spoke your name into the night. Then through the darkness, your loving kindness tore through the shadows of my soul. The work is finished, the end is written. Jesus Christ, my living hope. Who could imagine so great a mercy? What heart could fathom such boundless grace? The God of ages stepped down from glory. To wear my sin and bear my shame The cross has spoken, I am forgiven The King of Kings calls me His own Beautiful Savior, I'm yours forever Jesus Christ, my living its grip on me you have broken every chain there's salvation in your name jesus christ my living hope then came the morning that sealed the promise your buried body began to breathe out of the silence the roaring lion declared the grave has no claim on me Jesus yours is the victory Lost his grip on me, you have broken it.
salvation in your name, Jesus Christ, my living hope. Hallelujah. Praise the one who set me free. Hallelujah. Death has lost its grip on me. You have broken every chain. There's salvation in your name. Christ, my living.